welcome to another episode of the Table Talk Podcast. I uh, just want to thank everyone in for uh, listening today, for tuning in and being with me. Oh man, what a crazy time. We're going to get through this together. Um, there is so much crap been going on. It is insane. Everything just seems like there's nothing positive to talk about. Um, police brutality, riots, looting, all sorts of crap. Uh, our political state is just ridiculous. Um, so we took uh, June off, the month of June off. So we hope everyone had a had a decent uh, month of June. The 2020 is officially halfway over. So that is some good news as this uh, year has been terrible. Probably one of the worst years that many of us have seen. Uh, you know, it all started when uh, Kobe Bryant uh, tragically died with his daughter and the other lives that were lost on that uh, helicopter. Starting to think that it was uh, Kobe that was keeping this world put together. But anyways, we're going to uh, dive into some questions today. We got some excellent financial questions that I'm gonna dive at. Um, we're gonna take a look around the sports world. Um, just, we're going to also look at, uh, the coronavirus numbers and the fear porn that goes along with the media and how everyone, they're trying to convince everyone to be scared. I am not scared. I've never been scared except for carbs. Those scare me. Um, so yeah, I hope everyone has been doing well. Uh, we're all officially moved in to our house now and working waiting for the wife to go into labor due date is july 13th we're sitting here at july 6th so we're just getting all that ready um been working in the yard i am uh this house is 100 percent free of dirty clothes i we washed and dried and put everything away today just been killing it had a long uh nice holiday weekend that was really good uh ate like absolute crap and so I was trying to work out this morning or afternoon, I should say, and I just felt hungover and I don't even drink. It was a food sugar hungover and just everything was twice as heavy. I felt twice as slow, twice as weak. I'm just kind of dragging along, farting every few reps and push ups and just breathing it in. It was horrible, but we pushed through it. That's what we do when, uh, you don't want to get up, you get up. When you don't want to work out, you work out. When you don't want to eat healthy, you eat healthy. When you don't want to work on a project, you work on the project. And that's what we do. We try and better ourselves every single day. And it's okay to have a lazy day, to have an off day, but not today. Make that tomorrow. And then when you wake up tomorrow, make it the next day. Keep grinding. Keep going hard. Follow people that are going to make, make your life better. You know, if you if you want to lose some weight, follow some uh, Instagram pages of, you know, people who work out and exercise. Do best practice. Best practices act. Meaning if someone has what you want, do what they do to get what they have. And you'll see, and, you know, if you want to eat healthy, follow, you know, healthy pages on uh, that will show you healthy recipes and what to eat and how to make it. Have fun with it. You know, 
So yeah, do that. Have fun with it. Keep grinding. But just, just don't do the same thing over and over and expect different results. Don't keep saying, oh, eventually I'm going to start that. You know, my New Year's resolution for 2021, I'm going to do this. No, start now. So that way, when it's, when it's New Year's, you already have it done and you can move on to something else that's going to better yourself. Do it. All right, let's see what uh, kind of questions I got. I had a couple uh, financial questions that I wanted to uh, take a look. Take a look. Um, my grandmother is in need of 24-7 living care, and we are considering a reverse mortgage. Should we do that, or are there other alternatives? It's not a bad question. Uh, it's really a simple answer to that. Reverse mortgages are, uh, are stupid, and you should uh, not ever do them. But let's uh, let's actually look what it is. So a reverse mortgage, that is uh, technically it's just a loan. You borrow against your home and you receive funds as you know, you can either get a lump sum or monthly payments. Uh, but the sell, they sell this as, hey, you're old. I think you have to be like 62 to qualify for a reverse mortgage. And you pretty much have to have, uh, I think I believe it's at least 60% uh, equity in your home excuse me, in your home to qualify for it. Um, and they sell it because they'll say there's no, no payments are due, so you don't have any monthly payments. But once you move or you die, uh, the entire loan becomes due. And so when you look at the stats of these, one in five of these uh, loans fail, which means that the person living in it defaults on it and loses their home. As you can imagine, being a retiree, imagine you know you're 80 years old and you lose your home. Uh, that's not uh, not a good place to be. Uh, so yeah, about 18%. So 3% of it of the of just a typical home loan fails. So what's that? You're looking at six times the failure rate. Uh, guys, these are not wise. On average, they're about 3% higher on your interest. Uh, you can you can only borrow so much of the value of the home. And as I said, one in five people lose their home, you know, and they're just, they're financial products out there that are just bad. Uh, whole life cash or whole life insurance, cash value insurance, uh, leasing a car, um, you know, payday loans, payday lenders, uh, credit cards. You have all these um, things that are considered financial tools that really they just make the company a lot of money and they don't make you money. And so for that, if you care about your grandparents, keep them away from reverse mortgages. Uh, yes, if you don't like your grandparents, tell them to sign up for it and invest in gold and other terrible products. And um, yeah, have fun with it. So yeah, so uh, reverse home mortgages, terrible idea, don't do it. Um, I mean, I would need some, you know, to really dissect everything, I would need to know like, how much is this house worth? What other assets does your grandmother have? Does she have like a retirement account, social security, a pension? Uh, does she have cash buried in the backyard somewhere? Uh, anything she can sell, et cetera. And I mean, what's the end goal? Are we wanting to sell a house to put her in a home or do you want someone uh, for like in-home care? Uh, either way, the reverse mortgage is not an option. 
you're better off just selling the house. Uh, assuming uh, the house is paid off, I would imagine uh, being that old, her house is paid off. Um, maybe it's not, but you'd be better off either selling the house and you know downsizing and something, or you could just take a normal loan, um, take an equity uh, loan out on the house. It'd be much cheaper. You would have the monthly payments, but you're not, you know, that that'd be the smartest way to do it. But uh, so also on that note, there is such thing as a long ter term care shirt. Uh, I can't even talk long term care insurance. Uh, so, you know, nursing home in home care. Uh, this is stuff you should start thinking about as you get older. Uh, I believe once you hit the age of about 65, you should look into it maybe even before that. Um, but that, you know, also that helps a lot. You know, there's insurances that, that you guys need to protect yourself, to protect your family, uh, life insurance, home, homeowners insurance, um, car insurance, you know, uh, long-term care insurance once you get to the correct age. Uh, so there are insurances that will protect you um, from situations like these where a reverse mortgage uh, becomes an option because it should never become an option. All right, next uh, question. I, I hope that helps. Uh, I, would, I would never do that if I was you, though. Uh, next question. Uh, we have a little extra money left at the end of each month, and we're looking to invest in stocks. Uh, most of our investments are done through our work retirement accounts. Uh, do you have any stocks or what you look for when you invest? Uh, yes. So that's actually um, one of my favorite things to do is to uh, is to kind of just take some money each month and uh, that's outside of my retirement and just kind of gamble with it because really single stock investment is just a gamble. Uh, so before I do any investing, um, A, I make sure our budget for the month is good and we have enough funds. Uh, right now, with the baby coming due, um, we have a few other things uh, that, that we're saving up for. We got to get a second car, so we're saving up for that because uh, we pay cash. We don't, we don't finance. We don't borrow money for cars. Um, that's a dumb debt. And that doesn't mean you're dumb if you're listening and you have a car loan. It's just we don't we don't do that because it's dumb. But uh, so I make sure the budget's lined up. Uh, I make sure that um, we have enough to do something. You know, the wife and I fun. So if I was to take a hundred dollars, and my wife and I haven't you know done something together, then I rather take that hundred dollars and and invest it into the marriage. But if we're good in that area, then yeah, I'll take, you know, 50, 100 bucks and look at some stocks that I think are uh, going to rebound. Um, and so what I look for is I, I go back to when everything dropped. I think it was February, so about five months ago. And I look at, you know, I wasn't looking for stocks that dropped 8, 10, 12%. I was looking at stocks that dropped 60, 70, 80%. Uh, it's, it's what I did with like AMC and Hertz, you know, they dropped super low. So I invested some in there and I made three, 400% return. It was great. Uh, right now with, uh, other financial, um, 
goals in mind. You know, we're going to have a hospital bill, so we're saving up cash for that too. Uh, so once we get home, we don't owe anything on our baby. We can just pay it off. And then we can buy a car. So we have other things set up. Um, but so I've gone to more of a conservative mode. So I uh, do a stock purchase plan through work. And I do about $400 four to $600 a month into that, into Wells Fargo stock. Uh, it's about 20, it's sitting at like $25 a share. It usually floats around 50. So uh, I'm hoping that's going to start shooting up soon. Uh, it's not going much lower than that. So even if it doesn't, I could pull the money out and, you know, it's a little loss, but nothing that's going to destroy me. But we also, most of it, uh, of our savings, you know, that we're saving for this is just cash in the savings account. Um, but yeah, what I would do, I would look at companies like you can look at airlines, uh, maybe even like cruises, things that are struggling right now, but where are they going to be in a year or two once, once the media is over the coronavirus? Uh, so, I mean, do you think cruises are never going to be a thing again? I don't think that. So I would invest in some cruise industries, uh, airlines, people are going to be flying again. Um, so I would invest in that. Uh, just look at the ones that are down, you know, everyone's, you know, they, everyone likes to jump in on Amazon and Apple and yeah, those are great ones. I wish I would have jumped down. I was just looking at, uh, Amazon and if you would have invested a thousand dollars back when it first became public till today, you would have over $2 million just on that $1,000 investment. And that's assuming you never put anything else into it. Uh, Jeff Bezos, man, it's unbelievable. That guy just, he's the GOAT. That's the, that's the dream. You start from nothing and you build a freaking $150 billion empire. Uh, good for him. He deserves every penny he's made. Uh, so yeah, look, look at companies that are just down right now. But again, we don't know the future. So it's a gamble. Just assume, do you think this company is done for or do you think they're going to survive? And that's what I did with uh, Hertz Rent-A-Car, AMC. I did that with Penn, uh, quite a few other stocks as well. And uh, I made a nice chunk of change. Now I've uh, transferred, I cashed out most of those earnings and kind of transferred it to the more conservative. So I have about 150 Wells Fargo stocks right now. And those are sitting at like 25. I'm hoping to get those to about 50 a share. Uh, I probably even sell at 40, 45, uh, just depending on the timing and where we're at. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, next uh, question is where is the best place to save for a down payment on a house? Cool. So again, let's. Uh, I wish I had more information. Um, I'd like to see the whole financial picture. Where do you stand at with um, debt? Um, are you guys debt free? Do you guys have student loans, car payments, credit card debt, anything like that? Um, because I would uh, encourage you to A, get completely debt free before buying a house. Uh, speaking from experience, uh, when you buy a house, you don't have any payments other than your home mortgage. Uh, it's just so, uh, it's just, there's just a mental freedom that comes with it. Cause you don't have to worry about, you know, which payment I'm going to pay this month. 
and which payment will I not pay, you know, and things go uh, sour. And as you know, that the government can just come in and uh, close your shop and make it illegal for you to work because of a virus going around. Uh, so prepare, get yourself prepared for the rainy day. Uh, so I would say, A, get out of debt. B, have, I would say, I mean, depending on your circumstance, but I would just say if you're just an average person, have like $10,000 saved in an emergency fund, just in a savings account, and then start, start your uh, saving for a home. And I would go for at least, uh, you know, get, have a nice chunk of change, you know, five, 10% down. Uh, if you get 20% down, you can avoid PMI. Um, but, you know, save, you know, save a good amount. And then, um, so the, kind of the rule of thumb is uh, you save if it's three years or less and you invest for five years more. Um, as you may be thinking right now, well, what if it's going to take you four years? So it's a little risky because uh, I think once you get to five years, like like 90 something percent of the five year marks in the stock and the stock market has made money. So if it's going to take you five percent or five years to save your down payment, I would say um, just open, you know, a, a simple, uh, you know, brokerage account, S&P 500, mine as well. Uh, if it's going to be less than five years, I'd probably just go money market account. You can look on like Ally uh, online savings and get like a 2%. It's not much. It's not going to make you a lot, but you're not going to lose anything. And so uh, your down payment, just consider it kind of like insurance along with your emergency fund. It's insurance for you. It's not there to make you money. It's there just to protect you. So just, uh, you know, keep your eye on the prize. Have, you know, map it out. How long will it take you? If you're just going to save for, you know, if you can save uh, 2000 a month and you just want to do it for a year and have a, you know, $24,000 down payment to get you in a house, cool. I would uh, tell you to just do, a, don't do more than a 15-year mortgage. Make sure you get a fixed rate. Um, get, and then uh, it's your payment's going to be more. But... And 10 years from now, you're going to thank me if you do a 15-year versus a 30-year. The amount of interest you'll pay between the different between the 30 and a 15 will be enough to freaking buy you a second house. So yeah, get that 15-year, get that house paid off, 15 years, do it in 10. Uh, that's our plan. That's our goal. That's exactly what we did. Uh, everything I just laid out is exactly what we did. I wouldn't tell you guys to do anything I want to do unless I didn't like you, uh, but do that. And uh, yeah, let me know. Um, and let me know when you guys, uh, what you guys end up doing on those, uh, get back to us uh, at the table talk pod at gmail.com or Instagram, the table talk pod, uh, Facebook. I just have a personal page, uh, Caleb Lamoureux. Uh, same with uh, Instagram. I'm no longer on Twitter because Twitter is a cesspool filled with nothing but negativity and the worst part of the world on there. And so I just had to get off of that for my own mental um, sanity. Okay, I got to use bathroom and you will never know because of this magic, magical thing called editing. I'll be right back. All right, and I am back. Thank you for that patience. 
All right. Uh, let's see. Why don't we dive into um, some uh, health and wellness now? As you guys know, uh, I am not big on wearing masks. Um, if a store requires me to wear it, I will, but I'm just not big on it on because, I mean, we know it's not going to do anything for you. And it's funny and ironic to see really unhealthy, really out of shape, really heavy people put these masks on. They're cloth masks that are homemade, probably never been washed and think it's going to save their life. And that's, this is probably my, what really grinds my gears is that, uh, nobody talks about how to improve your immune system, how to improve your health, how to improve, um, you know, just your lifestyle in general. Um, so this is what I would suggest you all do. Uh, 80% of America is overweight. Um, and I would probably, uh, I'd probably be in that 80% as I am not, uh, in the perfect shape. Uh, I could definitely lose a few pounds. Um, but that's not, um, you know, that's not the norm. I'm not the norm. I would say probably the norm would be a much heavier person than me. Uh, but I work at it every day, but I'm not the one that's going to sacrifice, you know, the holiday weekend to splurge out on some good sugary dessert um, over hitting a certain weight goal. Now, I have a goal in mind. I want to drop about 10 more pounds. I think I probably am. Uh, 190 is probably right where I should be. I'm probably about, I fluctuate between like 198 and 200 right now. Probably a little over than that from all the food I was eating this weekend. Um, so the first thing I would do and suggest to everyone is to find a plan that's going to help you lose some weight. Um, none of this, uh, you can be fat and healthy. It's just, it's not true. And that's not to put anybody down. Um, it's really not, but, uh, this, but get on a plan and it doesn't, you don't have to go to be going to the gym and grunting and doing a bunch of things you're not comfortable doing. It can be anything as simple as using the, my fitness pal to, you know, track your calories, set up a plan on there. Super easy. You can scan foods you eat. Um, and you know, and it'll show you how many calories you're at and how many you have left. It's uh, simple. I do it every day. It's super easy. But set a goal. Maybe you want to lose 30 pounds. All right. So now you have a target. Write it down. I want to lose 30, 30 pounds. That's your goal by when. So now you have a date, you know, in a year. So by July 4th, 2021, I want to have lost 30 pounds. So now you have a time frame. So now you need to go how, you know, how many uh, pounds I need to lose per week to meet that. So 52 weeks, I have to lose at least, I don't know, do the math. I'm not even going to try it. Half a pound, whatever. Um, yeah, about, about that, a little less. And then your app will be able to set that up for you. It'll tell you how much you need to eat. And, you know, and when you exercise, it adds more calories. 
so find find a plan. Maybe your exercise routine is just you're going to just going to go walking. You're going to eat healthier and go walking. And then maybe that walk, you know, maybe you want to go on a bike ride. You just want to do things, be more active, get off the couch, uh, stop watching so much TV, get out there, yard work, do anything, just get moving. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a pumping iron like you're the Terminator or the Rock. But what you can do is just uh, say, you know what, I'm going to stick in this calorie range, but I'm also going to give up, you know, a bad habit. Maybe that's uh, drinking beer. I don't know. I know a lot of people like beer. I don't drink. And, and I think beer is disgusting. Uh, so maybe you drink every night. So set a goal. Say, I'm only going to drink on the weekends. And then cut out the weekday drinking. Um, maybe you're like me and you smoke a little bit too much of the ganja. All right, limit it. You're only going to do that on the weekends. Cool. Um, yeah, just fi just figure out a goal. Whether it's maybe candy. I'm a sweet tooth. I love candy. I can eat candy bars all day. And so maybe I'm just going to limit my candy intake to once a month where I have a fun night where I'm just going to splurge on some Reese's fast break. Um, maybe you're going to, maybe it's fast food. Maybe you're just eating burgers and fries and crap. Maybe just let, cut that out to one day a week and stop eating fast food. Just, just find like little small goals that are going to equate to a bigger goal. And so many, so many times we look at someone that we admire, like let's just say The Rock, and you just see the end result, but you don't see from the beginning and all of the little things he did to be great. And that's really what being great is, is you just do little things day by day, the same little thing stacking on top of each other to reach a goal. So lose some weight. It's fine. We all can lose some weight, every single person, except for The Rock. He's perfect. Um, second, I would say uh, America is uh, super deficient in vitamin D. So start taking about 2,000 to 6,000 IUs of vitamin D a day. Uh, get your vitamins up. Vitamin C, take vitamin C. Vitamin E, vitamin B. Take lysine, take zinc, take magnesium. Uh, you know, take a lot of things that are going to boost and create a healthier immune system that's going to uh, encourage your body to fight off viruses like COVID. And then you start doing these little things. You know, soon you start taking vitamins and you're going to start exercising and you start wanting to do more. You know, if you have a Fitbit, maybe set a goal for how many steps you want in a day. And then pretty soon you're going to see like, oh, you know, I did 6,000 steps. Maybe I can do 7,000. And it keeps increasing little by little. So definitely do that. Um, increase your water. Stay hydrated. We've been doing these liquid IVs. You just pour it into your water. Tastes super good. And man, let me tell you, your energy is through the roof when you go on, uh, when you're fully hydrated. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, I can't believe I've been living my life without it. Uh, so do those. And uh, again, this isn't to put anyone down. That's not my goal. It's a new Caleb. As you guys can tell, I have not cursed once on this podcast because I am no longer cursing. Every time I curse, it's 50 push-ups. The other day, I did 700 push-ups. So I'm no longer cursing because I was sore. I don't want to do that anymore. I had to do 700 push-ups, including my workout. 
So yeah, no more. Uh, my son's about to be born and he's probably going to see me do a lot of bad habits. Uh, just because I am a flawed man. Uh, we aim to be better, but I'm not. And so I keep striving to do better and be better. One thing I can control right now is the words I say. Uh, so I don't want my son to pick up a bad habit of cursing by, by through me. I'll let him do that through his mom. Just kidding. Uh, so definitely get on, uh, get your vitamins up. Uh, start eating healthier. Um, as you guys know, I do the carnivorous diet. I uh, like meats and cheese. I understand that's not for everyone. Uh, you know, get your, get your, you know, healthy fruits. You know, a lot of fruit has a lot of sugar. So, you know, moderation, but see which ones don't have the most sugar, you know, get your berries, things that are really good. I guess eat your vegetables, disgusting, but whatever, uh, broccoli, kale, um, ugh, it's all gross. Uh, and I guess grains, I, it's disgusting, but yeah, rice, no thanks. I'll, I don't eat rice. It's disgusting. Um, but really just, just find and create a meal plan that's going to, you know, be good for you. Maybe it's a keto diet. Maybe it's vegan, vegetarian. I don't know. Figure it out. It's your body. Listen to it. It'll tell you what you need. So get on that. Take, you know, and, uh, follow pages, uh, Cyrus Hostetler has a great Instagram page. Uh, he's one of the few people I actually follow on Instagram. And I uh, actually watch each of his stories, his posts, because he will actually go and teach you different uh, exercises. I, I must message, we must message each other every single day. And he's always explaining new things to me. He freaking showed me how to make pre-workout and how he orders, you know, he makes his own supplements. Uh, he'll show me all different types of workouts, uh, engaging my core, all sorts of things. He teaches me. Uh, it's a great follow. Go follow him. Um, but find other, you know, fitness pages, you know, things that will um, help you hit your goal. Because I promise you, a mask is going to protect you from COVID. But a strong immune system, you exercising, being stronger, healthier, uh, that's going to protect you. All right. Uh, what else do we got? Health and wellness, financial fitness. Uh, so, yeah. So, yes, COVID is uh, spiking in cases, but that's because we test the most out of any nation. So, of course, we're going to have the most. Uh, really, it's not about cases. It's about the death rate, which it remains Low, we're not overwhelming our hospitals. Um, if you like, look at Florida, the case fatality rate is about 1.9. Um, it's much lower than uh, other large states, and most of those large states were shoving old people that were infected back into the nursing homes and praising Andrew Cuomo for doing so, even though I don't know, he's the worst governor in America, but whatever. Neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, the total deaths are just plummeting. Uh, so on Monday, there was just 242 nationwide deaths, uh, 209 on Sunday, 254 on Saturday, three straight days with the lowest COVID death total since March 23rd. 
Uh, and yet when you watch uh, CNN, you would believe that we're all going to die. We can't play sports. Everything is canceled. Stay inside unless you're gathering in hundreds of thousands to protest. Um, other than that, uh, COVID's going to kill you. Um, so yeah, right now what we're seeing, we're just, we're seeing a, uh, uptick in, in cases with young people. Now, young people are not at risk. That's why the death rate has remained so low and that we keep testing higher and higher each more we're doing like 600,000 a day. So of course we're having more, um, positives. If we would have been testing this much, um, when it first started in February, we would be seeing a decline in cases. Um, but again, media is going to scare you into thinking, um, we're all going to die. Uh, okay. Let's see. But again, the best, uh, a healthy immune system is the best defense towards a virus. Um, let's see. What else do I got for you guys today? So yeah, so um, I am uh, putting money on that uh, Donald J. Trump is going to win the 2020 election. Um, as we look across the nation right now, now I didn't vote for for Don in 2016. I didn't vote for Hillary either. I thought they were both terrible. I think both candidates this time are blah. I'm gonna have to hold my breath when I vote. When I, if I can even vote, I'm having a hard time as we just move states, getting registered because everything's shut down. Um, I can't get an appointment to get a Washington driver's license, but that's not the point. I'll, let me start out with this. I think Barack Obama. If it was Barack Obama versus Trump, I think Barack Obama. And sports terms would sweep Trump. It'd be 4-0, not even close, no game. It'd be 30-point victories every night. Trump wouldn't stand a chance. Uh, if it was Trump versus uh, George W. Bush, uh, I think Bush would beat him four games to two. Be a closer series, but I think he would beat Trump pretty handily. I think Clinton would probably beat him 4-1, 4-2, kind of same thing. Um, so I'm not just uh, jumping on the whole conservative Trump MAGA 2020 or whatever. I'm just being honest. Uh, I didn't think he was going to win 2016. Um, but I I got money on it that he's going to win this time. You take a look across uh, what's going on everywhere. Uh, before COVID, everything was, you know, lowest unemployment, uh, stock markets at an all-time high. Um, things were going really well. And then COVID hits. Uh, then we had the police brutality, uh, George Floyd. Um, so that was, you know, just boom. And then I think the line of events, people being cooped up, you know, for a month or two or three, and then the tragic uh, murder of George Floyd happened and that caused people to uprise. And as I've always said, uh, I stand with people who protest. 
I have no issue if people want to uh, get together and protest for anything. We have the freedom of speech. I don't care. Protest whatever you want. You can, you can go on a protest to say that dogs are better than cats. I, don't, I wouldn't care. I'd say, cool. I don't agree because obviously my cat's the best animal in the world. But that's your right. Uh, I said the same thing about Colin Kaepernick. I said, I don't care uh, he kneels or not. Um, you know, I, I want to do it, but if he wants to do it in the NFL, allow, I mean, it's up to the NFL if they want to allow it or not. Uh, their company, it's their policy. They can either make you stand or kneel or fine you if you don't. NBA's done it. Uh, you don't have freedom of speech at work. It's just how it works. Um, but I was never against the kneeling. Uh, I always said, yeah, sure. He has the, you know, if he wants to kneel, go ahead. Uh, I, I, I just, I didn't, I, I mean, Hey, if I got benched for Blaine Gabbert, I would probably be kneeling too. Anyways, um, uh, Ralph move. So George Floyd, uh, and the protest, I completely stand with you lose me at tearing down statues, the rioting, the looting, uh, things you see in Seattle and the chop or Chaz or whatever, just completely insane. Um, see it in Portland too. Just, you know what? I'm all for removing Confederate statues. I've said that for quite a while. Uh, I completely get it. Uh, I'm not, uh, completely in favor for just, uh, Antifa people going around and tearing down statues. Um, you lose me at Christopher Columbus, George Washington, so on. Uh, everyone wants to act like uh, we're on stolen land, but I don't see anyone, uh, any one of those people preaching to, uh, I don't see them giving up their home and donating it to a tribe. Uh, everyone, the virtue signaling is probably my biggest pet peeve, that and victim mentality. When people virtue signal and say, oh, look at me, I hate America, and how can you be proud of this? This land is stolen. Yes, I understand that this land was taken. Um, in fact, throughout human history, every civilization was conquered. So when you go back to, this is my favorite favorite thing. It's like, this land was still stolen from who? Okay, well, what tribe? And what tribe did they steal that from? So who are you going to give it back to? Because it wasn't just peace, peaceful natives living here. Uh, at the time that Christopher Columbus set sail. But, hey, Ralph, get out of here, man. And as a part native, I feel like I am privileged enough to talk about this. So 23andMe, thank you. To my mom's father, who figured out he has some native. So that means so do I. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I never, I don't ever hear stories of uh, people, you know, taking a pay cut to give, you know, a minority more pay. It's always white people crying about how, uh, how awful the United States is trying to make others, you know, themselves feel bad about, I don't know, where they're at. So, yeah, uh, my challenge is to any uh, person out there of privilege to uh, sell their home. Uh, take a pay cut and give that to a native employee. Give your home up. I mean, if you're going to just complain about it, let's uh, let's put your money where your mouth is. Bunch of snowflakes. Can't stand it.
And that's why I think uh, there's this message that uh, America is a deeply inherited, racist, evil, um, sexist country. And you're going to see a giant silent majority of people uh, who support law enforcement, who understand that what happened in Minneapolis was terrible, but we need police officers out there. Um, uh, a giant uh, silent majority voters who understand that uh, we're not going to we're not going to pay for our neighbor student loans. That's their issue. There's so many things that uh, majority of Americans don't speak about. They just keep their silence and they just keep quiet in their homes and they're going to show up and vote because the idea of, as you saw, you're seeing in Minneapolis and all these other major cities that uh, crime is just skyrocketing. And when there's a bunch of crime, you know what happens? Property values go down, businesses go down, people start moving out. And then you wonder why no one's going to invest in that community. Uh, no one's going to put money into a community if they don't feel like it's going to be a protected, you know, business or a protect, uh, protected home. So as you're going to start seeing home values start going down, especially in major cities where all this crap is happening, uh, you're going to see businesses go under because no one's going to be wanting to go shop there because it's not safe and the police aren't responding. And so you're going to start seeing uh, an uptick in support for Donald Trump because they're just people are just going to want their normal life back and rioting and looting it's uh, no place for it and um, yeah and I don't think people see Joe Biden as a candidate especially someone who has been in Senate for 40 years vice president for eight years um, suddenly he has the answers uh, no thanks don't think so so yeah that's where I think uh, Trump's going to land. He great. He had a great speech this last weekend, um, uh, and of course the media portrayed it as racist and all sorts of things. And yeah, just uh, so stupid. Uh, and as we saw from the from the TV ratings, uh, Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity have the highest rating uh, television show news show across all ages so it's young people are watching old people are watching middle-aged people are watching them uh, so yeah i'm calling it now trump i think will win the electoral college and be the president from 2020 to 2024 um and we'll see what kind of uh crap uh, the left comes up with i mean collusion we'll see what they do this time um so yeah not my top pick, not my favorite. Uh, heck, you know, if he was removed from office and Mike Pence took over, I'd be fine with that. Mike Pence is a great, honorable guy. Uh, would have a lot of similar policies just without all the rhetoric and tweeting that uh, Donald J. Trump does. Um, yeah. Hey, you know, sports should be coming back. Uh, they should uh, be back already. So yeah, we'll see how uh, things go. I'm excited uh, to see what the Blazers can do. Um, I'm excited to uh, see all the free Hong Kong um, slogans on the jerseys that uh, they're going to be allowing. Wouldn't that be funny? You know how much money? Uh, I hate the virtual signal. I already told you that. 
So if you're going to open up your jerseys to have uh, to have political sayings and slogans on it, then uh, you you might as well open it up for everything, um, and not just uh, not just slogans that you feel will be woke and won't cost you money. Because I guarantee, if you wanted to, if the NBA wanted to stand up for what's right, and they pulled out of China uh, in support of Hong Kong, they would lose a lot of money. But they're not going to do that because. Um, that's all that's that's at the end of the line or at the end of the day that's what they care about is the bottom dollar and saying things like uh i can't breathe black lives matter on a jersey won't cost them any money but if they're to say free hong kong it would cost them billions of dollars and so they won't do it so again it's just people pretending that they care when uh they don't and i hate that the virtue signaling is just the worst so, uh, well, guys, uh, I think that's all we uh, got today. Um, I uh, appreciate you guys listening. I hope uh, you guys continue to have uh, a great summer. I hope you guys had a great holiday. Uh, United States of America, the greatest, freest, bravest, richest country ever created. It's not even close. We're not perfect. We're getting better. We'll continue to get better. But uh, there's no other place I'd rather live. And you know what? We live in the most mobile time in the history of the world. And uh, if this country is really that bad, then I don't understand why so many people are fleeing to come to America. I don't see anybody fleeing to get out of America, the worst country in the world, supposedly. So, yeah, that's all I got. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Table Talk Podcast. Just want to give a shout out to uh, everyone out there who uh, who lost someone who's struggling right now. Uh, this episode's for you. Um, keep your head up. Tune in next week. I'll keep you guys updated uh, when this baby comes, and I'll get to more of your questions. 